four words that turn summer into autumn. Notre Dame versus Michigan. Two giants who first clashed way back in 1887. For over a century, mud-covered golden domers have tussled with the guts and glue of the maize and blue. Epic battles punctuated by legendary names. Well, hello there, college football fans, and welcome to episode 17 of the Fighting Wolverines podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Dan Large. Dan, how have you been? Doing all right. Uh, sad that we're halfway through the season, but yeah. one team's good, and my NFL team completely sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Way worse than we thought it was going to be. Like, not even close. Like, I thought they would at least be like, you know, Maybe two wins, sniffing 500, but nothing. Lions 0-17. They'll be the first ever do it. Like, they were the first ever be 0-16. Why not us? It just means more. You know, I will say this. I know this isn't a, this isn't a uh, Lions, Detroit Lions podcast, but I I do think Campbell is, is doing good things. I mean, despite, like, losing – I mean, he had he had the Ravens like the Ravens hit a sixty-eight yard field goal to to beat us when they shouldn't even had a chance to kick because right. of that delay of game. Yeah, so like he's doing he now like this last weekend against Cincinnati was just bad, but like other than that, he with less talent, he is like a lot less talent. Yeah. I mean, your leading wide receiver is Khalif Raymond. I don't even know. I, I, it's hard to keep track of the team. It's a bunch. Of, it's a team of nobodies, really. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I, anyways, that yeah, we won't talk about that. But <laughs> it's, it is. It's just. I, I think he's got. He's gonna be fine. I just think he needs to get. Yeah, I agree. I, I like him a lot. He just needs to get a couple of, you know, go down to the sewers this year. Get a high top pick. Hopefully, he pans out. Yeah, they have a lot of picks, so yeah, so so it should be a good should be a good draft and uh, move up from there. So anyway, um, episode seventeen, episode seventeen. Since we've been we've had been on a long break, uh, school has been crazy for me, and um, yeah, so and we also had a bye week in there. So I mean, there wasn't much going on last week, uh, so it didn't really matter that we didn't have a, a show that much but um before that we had two games uh where actually i found found it interesting that the game against you guys michigan versus nebraska Notre Dame versus virginia tech had um the same exact score did you notice that yeah 29 32 kind of different endings of course but yeah yeah odd to see that <laughs> yeah it was a little weird but um but I feel like those were both games going into the bye week that obviously it's good to go into the bye week with a win. Uh-huh. Um, it was – for Notre Dame, it was one of those things where, like, there's so many question marks, and I feel like there are still tons, but I feel like the offensive line finally played better. Um, they at least just played hard. Like, that's been the knock this whole season so far is that the offensive line just has not played hard. Um they're not driving off the ball. They're just kind of, you know, catching. And um, and, and it felt like in that game they actually, like, they showed a little bit of um, desire. And oddly enough, they're on their fourth left tackle right now. Um, and fourth? He's fourth. Wow. And he's a true freshman. So he's the second true freshman that started at left tackle this year. His dad, play, his dad played 13 years in the NFL, so – he he knows uh, Joel. He I don't know what his dad's name was, but his, he he comes from good pedigree, and he I'm sure he knows. He's probably got you know getting coached up a little bit from his dad. So uh, so yeah, it's just it's just a really interesting thing. But you know, heading into the second half of the season, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, that there's a chance that Notre Dame could be 11 and one. Which is kind of crazy, considering how the, the the first part of the year started. So, um, but what about the? What are your thoughts on the U of M Nebraska game? A little bit before we jump into other things. 
considering what they did to Nebraska on the road the previous week, I they jumped out to an early lead. But, I mean, I'm satisfied. Even Cade McNamara said at the end of the game, he, he even talked about what a lot of Michigan fans know that previous teams, Michigan would have lost that game. Because they're, I mean, really, they just lose close games on the road. Right. And every time Nebraska, Nebraska looked like they kind of figured out Michigan's defense a little bit. They attacked them in a certain way, and it felt like every time they scored and took the lead, it was the first time Michigan trailed all season. Mm-hmm. But every time Nebraska scored, Michigan answered. So kudos to them. Yeah. But – Sad to be in Nebraska fans because they just find ways to lose. They're Man. they're probably the best three and win team I think in college football right now. They it's amazing to me. I uh, listened to I mean I've mentioned this multiple times. I listened to a few different podcasts, but it's just they all they all say the same thing. It's like it's just undisciplined. There's talent. Turnovers. Their recruiting mm-hmm. classes are in the top fifteen for sure. Top ten most of the time. And it's like, you know, there's talent out there, but I don't know. I just, how, it's, again, it's how long do you hang on? It's kind of like what USC did with Helton. Like, how long do you hang on to that? Yeah. Like, you are a blue blood. Like, how long do you stand for that mediocrity? So, so this is year five. Yeah. I mean, by now, he should not, he should not be three and five. There's no, he's not even six. He hasn't even been six and six. He hasn't yeah. even made a bowl game. Yeah. And some, I think it was back in, Earlier this season, some somebody on social media, some I think it was Barrett Salee, mm-hmm. he made a comment trying to compare Scott Frost to his Scott Frost time at Nebraska to uh, Harbaugh's time at Michigan. Mm. Michigan fans were not; they were like, "Hey, nah. at that time, Frost would have to go thirty something and one to match like Harbaugh's record at Michigan." That's yeah. I mean, Harbaugh, other than last year, he's always won the games he was supposed to win, basically. Yeah. Aside from like those big games. Yeah. It's, I mean, aside from like a Michigan State here and there, but he, like, he's won the games he's supposed to win. Yeah. Um, And Nebraska gets Frost has good recruiting, like you said. So it's not like it's just, it's just situational stuff, discipline, stupid penalties. Like, it's the same stuff that's going on at USC. It's just, there's just really no culture. It's very like you know, I've heard the the interim coach at USC is really trying to uh, change that around a little bit because Helton didn't have you know it's just little things like you know he instigated like you couldn't wear like hoodies to like film you had to wear like like you had to wear like athletic I don't know he like st- like just little things like that like you couldn't walk on the logo when you walked into the room. <laughs> Just stuff like that, like trying to build somewhat of a culture. I know it seems silly, but it, yeah. just little things like that sometimes make a difference. And um, and I feel like that's probably the same thing that's going on at Nebraska. But I, I obviously don't have inside information on that. But um, but I had an interesting interaction with someone on Facebook. Uh, like actually, one of my old bosses. He posted. He's a big Notre Dame fan, and he posted about um, kind of like with Iowa it was when Iowa lost he was just basically like you know truthfully the SEC is just kind of like the top couple teams from the SEC are you know head and shoulders above the uh the college football world which I I don't totally disagree with I mean Alabama and Georgia I feel like yes still even though Alabama lost like I feel like they're still like I feel like they would still be any any Big Ten team right now. Maybe it's not. Alabama. We're used to seeing it so much. They have a reputation. That's why they didn't drop out of the top ten when they lost to an unranked team. Right. So it's like like maybe Ohio State, because they've got the horses on offense to score. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that Michigan, Michigan – yeah, Michigan State, like Penn State, those teams, I don't think that they would they would last against Bama. So no. – but, but some a Michigan fan hopped on there and started harping on them. Uh, about Notre Dame, you know, the classic stuff like joining a conference and all this stuff. And like, <laughs> and then he started talking about how, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Michigan is like this awesome team. And I'm like, 
No, like, he's one of those fans. Well, it's just like, okay, like let's call a spade a spade here. Like you haven't beaten anybody. You literally haven't like you're the so I'm looking at this thing, this document that we have. <laughs> the the best two records of the the you know are the, are the two Mac schools, like which doesn't mean anything because they play in the Mac. That's been kind of an argument on social media with Michigan State fans too, where Michigan State fans is like right, Michigan they, fans will go after state fans saying you haven't like won a game either. Right. Anybody. They haven't yeah, like Miami looked like a good win, but <laughs> Miami, Miami's terrible. So that's well, this final month's gonna be revealing. I mean, we no, all know what Ohio State is, but Penn State's without their top quarterback, who knows how long. Michigan, Michigan State, that end of next week, and we'll be curious to see how, like, whoever loses, how they react, and whoever wins, how they react down the line. Right, and I think that that's, like, this this back-heavy schedule is going to just show so much for the Big Ten because clearly Iowa's not, Iowa's not who, like, anyone thought they were. First of all, you can't live off of four turnovers a game. Like, that wasn't going to happen and sustain itself. And they didn't seen, force any turnovers either. They did. They had one. Oh, uh, well, it there wasn't was, like. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, you can't get four. You're not going to have four a game. Like, yeah, yeah at some point, you're going to have to put up points. And that I mean, we knew at some point that was going to. And if you can't, you know, I think Purdue is a. Purdue is actually. Like, right now, that's Notre Dame's best win. Like, without a, without a doubt, they. Like we'll talk about that a little later, but like they their defense surprisingly is like in the top twenty, I think, for like total defense. They're they're but, playing a lot better than people thought they were gonna. I heard they <laughs> play three quarterbacks or something like that. Yeah, there that seems to be a thing this year. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame and them. So um yeah, it just like I said, there's a lot of question marks, I think, for you know more schematically for Notre Dame. But I think for Michigan, too, there's still that that glaring question. Like, all yeah. of this does not matter <laughs> for but you. Until you beat Ohio State, it doesn't matter. You think I'm I'm happy that they're 6-0. Right. Yeah. They're over kind of like overachieving compared to, like, critics. I mean, they thought 7-5 and five would be the record for Michigan. Some people thought that. But I'm still – I'm still cautious yeah. <laughs> with six games left. Right. I'm just ready to be, you know, my heart. Yeah. The worst part play. is, is that they are, they are like pulling on, on the heartstrings and just being like, Oh, yeah. like, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe. And then like, because I see the signs they have like still the passing is still, I mean, Cade yeah. makes the throws sometimes, but well, the thing is, your your defense, in my my opinion, your defense is not is not good enough to hold to hold Ohio State to where you need them to be in order to win because they're going to score, and I don't think that you'll be able to score with them. Well, it'll be interesting about also Michigan whenever they get to that game, which is further down the road. Is their defense has not Don under Don Brown? He he gives up the big plays. Even to like some random team like a SMU a few years ago or whatever, yeah. Western Michigan, they'll give up a long 60 yard touchdown. They have not given, they are a bend, don't break. They've yeah, made plays. I mean, Nebraska seemed to move, find a way to move the ball against them, but mm-hmm. well, that's one of those Michigan things made plays at the end that, uh, that Notre Dame is, is Notre Dame fans are getting used to. Because Clark Lee, for the three years that he was the defensive coordinator, he he played that style. Like, you know, it was more schematic. Like, keep – keep. I mean, not to say that Marcus Freeman's defense isn't, like, schematically sound, but it was more of the, you know, play to your strengths, keep the ball in front of you, make a tackle. And Freeman's is a little bit more up in your face, taking some chances, blitzing a little more, and sometimes you get beat. Like, and Notre Dame fans, you know, like, as soon as – all this stuff was going on. You know, Florida State ripped off a big run against us. Uh, Toledo had a couple of big plays, and, you know, everyone's freaking out on Twitter. And it's like – and I was I was guilty of it too. I was upset. But I was just like – I had to remind myself a couple times, like, it's just a different type of defense. Like, like, but you see we have – we have, like, well over double the turnovers that we had last year. Mm-hmm. We have 
way more sacks. Like it's just, it's not even close. So there, you kind of give and take with a little bit there. And, uh, and I think that's the same thing with now Michigan is kind of, you're, you're just opposite of Notre Dame. Like now you're kind of playing that prevent style. Oh, yeah, like the opposite. We completely switch roles. We had Don Brown, you had Clark Lee, then yeah. we switch. you had Freeman. Now we have yep. Mike McDonald, who's more of a, you know, yeah, so it's it's very it's very interesting that um, that and I mean just in general, <laughs> college football is just it's a it's chaotic right now. The only team that really looks dominant is Georgia, and to be honest with you, it's really just their defense. I mean, their offense is okay, but it like it gets put in great positions all the time because of the defense. I think what their defense allows. I know it's under ten. It's like eight. It's compared to the 2011 Bama defense. That They've given up two touchdowns all year. Yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah. You play in the SEC, bro. Two yeah. touchdowns all year. And That's I think insane. I might just said it on the last episode. I th- If you look at Georgia's schedule, like who – maybe Florida, but if you shut one thing down from Florida, they're not really a powerful offense. Really, yeah. it's until that SEC showdown. Can we just skip ahead and watch right. them play Alabama? Yeah, it's like you'd have to have a monumental, like something would have to happen go yeah. terribly wrong for either one of them to lose again or for Bama to lose again. And for, I mean, maybe Auburn like pulls off a huge upset or something, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love that. I would, you know, it'd be great. I'm really for Georgia. I, I mean, imagine this. Think about you. Think about this scenario: Georgia or Alabama loses. Let's say, let's say Georgia wins out, beats Alabama in the playoff. Then you've got Georgia and Cincinnati. If they went out, they're they're like two locks. And then after that, dude, you're talking about a Big Ten team, probably. Yeah, if Ohio State kind of wins out, wins the conference, they'll be in. Yeah, they'll probably be in. I think. I don't know. Oregon, that maybe. maybe Oklahoma. If yeah, Oklahoma I, rides. Think, I think Oklahoma probably has the best shot, but because it's Oklahoma, and I mean but, they they are playing better on offense with the yeah. new quarterback. Oklahoma State, it's kind of like a Michigan playing Ohio State. It doesn't feel like Oklahoma State ever beats Oklahoma when they should. Right now, I will say this: you know, I you know my feelings towards your favorite team. I don't love the Wolverines, but how sweet – now, you would love this, but how sweet would it be if you had Georgia, Cincinnati, U of M, and, say, Oklahoma? Think about those four teams. Like, that would be an absolutely awesome playoff. Teams be, that just haven't been in it ever. Like, I mean, well, Oklahoma's I've been it. in it a few times, but – Well, I've said it. I've, I want different teams in the playoff. Yeah, and now I'm, I mean, getting, all, I'm getting all excited over there. You're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> sure, but <laughs> Cincinnati – well, yeah, but – I've been. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's but, very yeah. far-fetched. But. I mean, I would rather – I don't want to see Michigan State and Ohio State in the playoff, but I, I would rather see Penn State than, <laughs> than yeah. Ohio State. But, I mean, you got to beat the top team. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying, like, that that's a possibility, though. Like, yeah. as of right now. Which yeah, is Lake like, Forest. I know. They're <laughs> 6-0, and man. Like, if they, if they win it out, if they win out – could be a crazy well if like, there's if there's a if there's a bunch of playoff. like charity in the Big Ten, like let's say Michigan let's say Michigan loses to Michigan State and Michigan State loses to Ohio State and then Ohio State loses in the Big Ten championship to like, Iowa or something. Just something insane. And then you're looking at like they're not gonna put a two loss Big Ten team in and I don't I don't think. And then you have if Wake Forest wins out, Wake Forest could be in the playoff. Like, man, there's just so many there's so many scenarios. But again, let's be real. It's probably <laughs> what probably is going to happen is Bama's gonna win out. They're gonna beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and then Georgia and Alabama will be in. And then it'll be Cincinnati and Oklahoma. Oklahoma or Oklahoma and Ohio State yeah. or something. Stupid crap. And it's just like whatever, you know. Cool. We had we we had a bunch of scenarios drawn up, and we thought it was all fun and games. And and, and then Saban just says, "Hold on, I am the Godfather. 
and I will be in the playoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just it'll it'll be interesting to see how the, the rest of the season plays out. But I mean, we're kind of skipping all over here. But I I we haven't had a show in a while, so it's kind of it's kind of fun to talk about scenarios and stuff like that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember. We were talking about just Michigan and Notre Dame in general. It's like yeah. their scenarios. I don't think there's any scenario that Notre Dame makes the playoff. Like, I mean, Purdue would have to like win out. Cincinnati would have to win out. Well, you look and, at their schedule. And they don't have like the the only team that's left on their schedule that potentially could be ranked is probably Virginia, because they're no. five and two. Yeah. Like if they win, if they win the next three weeks, and they're sitting at eight and two, and Notre Dame goes to Virginia, there's a chance that could be a ranked win. I don't um, know. If, I don't, no, no. There's I. It would be like it would be miraculous. I mean, People everyone would, already talks about. Yeah, the ACC would. sucks, and they kind of have an AC schedule with a couple of Pac-12 schools. And Navy is terrible this year. Yeah, they record-wise, it would be uh, people would be real pissed if if they let Notre Dame in. I mean, they, again, if if Notre Dame starts beating teams by 30, 40 points a game, and they look like really great, and somehow the scenarios work out with other teams, then sure, maybe they'd get in. But it just that's just long shot. Oh, that that's not even like that's just way out of this realm, the realm of possibility. So they I might as well to, try to play their young quarterbacks and look for the future, not play the old man cone. Right. I I agree with that, and I think that where I sent you a picture, I think I sent I think that was I sent you that picture about the uh, right now the bull projection is Michigan Notre Dame. Oh yeah, Fiesta! I would love to see that. How that would wild! Be perfect. Would, you know, I've always. I don't think they ever played each other no, in a bowl game. They haven't because most of the time they play each other. They play each other in the regular season. So. The game of the year. Yeah. So like they would never match them back up, but man. Their college football make that happen. I would love Dude. to see that. I don't care what if Michigan goes eight and four and Notre Dame goes eleven and one. Let's play. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Dude, that would be that would be kind of a sweet game, like a yeah. a New Year Six. Like you yeah. have. That because there's rivalries there, that would be a lot of fun. Although I'm interested what Michigan is at that time. Like, did they just get obliterated by Ohio State again? <laughs> Bunch yeah. of players back out. I don't. I mean, <laughs> they say the culture's changed, but well, that was what I told that Michigan fan on uh, on um, whatever Facebook I think it was, and I was just like. I was like, you you need to worry about they were too talking about how they were undefeated and all this stuff and like and you know, wins at Wisconsin and Nebraska are actually big wins. And I'm like, bold statement there, buddy. Both of those teams well, really suck. I don't care if it's at or home, you there's those are not good wins. They're satisfying wins for our fans. Sure. Yeah. They aren't like humongous wins. I I mean if, I'm curious to see how Penn State is when we play them. Right. Because Clifford does make a huge difference for that football team. Right. I kind of want to see Penn – even though I don't like Penn State, I hope they have one loss when we go to their place and make Happy Valley into a Sad Valley (laughs) or whatever it's called. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be the biggest win if we get by state. Right. Well, that's I mean, the thing, and that was the other thing that I said to him was like, I was like, you you need to focus on beating Michigan State and Ohio party State. first, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, like don't stop, don't worry about Wisconsin and 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 Nebraska. You need to focus on beating the other, the rivals of the year that you play always late in the season. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm in- oh, I forgot. I I was kind of surprised this year's. Being six and zero, this is only the sixth time in forty years that Michigan started six and zero. Oh, really? That is really surprising. What's on their side is uh, the five. Well, the previous one was two thousand sixteen. We know how that ended. Yeah. JT is short, lost in the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. But the other teams, they won like the conference, and they've two thousand eleven with Denard Robinson. They won. That was the last major bowl victory in the Sugar Bowl against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. So, something to look forward to. Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. I don't care. I, I would make be, it happen. I love it. I would kind of be upset about that, to be honest with you. 
I just don't. I mean, I would like it, but I, I, I have to admit, I don't like when we play Michigan just because I, there's a lot of pressure for me. Mm-hmm. I have so many friends that are Michigan. No, fans. they would, they would put Michigan against Florida again. It's like they always. I swear we've always play. seen this four times in the last six years or something. I don't like know that. why they play Florida That's every stupid. time. It's kind of like our, our basketball teams playing North Carolina again in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah, we've done that like all the time. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. All right, football. Football. Um, yeah, so we can jump into um, – we've kind of talked a little bit about the records um, of the previous teams and then obviously our future teams' records. The The road for Michigan is a little bit more daunting than the road for Notre Dame. Um, this is kind of one of those seasons, I feel like, for Notre Dame where, you know, they've had, a, they've had quite the – um, first, you know, six, seven weeks. And there's been a lot of, you know, fans have been hysterical about this and that. And I feel like the rest of the schedule is so favorable um, that at the end of the season, people are going to be like, you know, like, see, like, you know, we're, you know, we're, we are who we thought we were and all this stuff. And like, I mean, you're looking at three and three, four and three, one and five, Five and two, which is okay. Three and three and three and four. <laughs> and most of those teams have looked very, very poor most of the season. So um, I just think it's going to end up being one of those narratives where like, yeah, see, like we are a top 10 team. And it's like, no, we're not. We we, lo- we lost to the one team that we should have, we should have beat and, and, you know, you know, it could be in the playoff. And, uh, but then when you look at Michigan, you got what three and three, which is not great, but seven and oh, two and four, not great, but five and one, four and two, and then five and one. So you guys have some tough games ahead of you. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's like, you know, Notre Dame's has been pretty pedestrian all the way through, but Michigan's basically just flips. Like their first six games were, not good. And their second six are pretty good. I mean, half of them, you don't know what Maryland, Maryland is four and two, and you don't right. know what they're going to be when we play them. That's true. Uh, Notre Dame, <laughs> who would have thought if we looked at the beginning of the year, that number 10 North Carolina team is now four and three. <laughs> Dude, I remember, remember the five, <laughs> we talked, well, we talked about that five game stretch with Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, USC, North Carolina was going to be like a just a straight like death row, and it was just it just hasn't been. Wisconsin's not good. Cincinnati, well, like, Cincinnati was good, is good. We uh, good. Well, we were kind of looking at the matchups, thinking it. I mean, if we were thinking if the records were going to be good, but I mean, Cincinnati was a loss. Virginia Tech was close, only a three point win. I mean, that's the story of Notre Dame season is close wins. Talk about so, shaving, shaving years off your life, man. So, it, yeah, it's still kind of daunting down the stretch. No, I'm – yeah, I'm not saying that Notre Dame's going to blow. I, I think that I don't feel comfortable other than probably the Navy game and maybe Stanford because they've just – like they've been so up and down. How about Georgia Tech? I don't Dude. know anything about them. So I can't remember. And remember, I, I don't know if you remember, I said that a lot of people weren't really giving them credit at the beginning of the year. Now they're three, they're three and three right now. They're not, they're not very good, but they have a running back and quarterback. And one of them is hurt. I can't remember which one I want to say it's the quarterback, but they're very talented and they're well coached. And like, I thought, you know, I think they had an upset win early in the year. I can't remember who it was. Did they beat Carolina? Um, maybe. Maybe the ACC is so kind of confusing sometimes to keep track of who wins. I can't. I can't remember, but I I think they had a pretty decent win or a couple of decent wins, and I they're they're better than so they're they're one that could like is a little scary. I think that you know USC is a a rival and they're going to come in to Notre Dame stadium this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And they're going to be, 
you know, it's a rivalry game. They're going to play hard. Like, you kind of throw the records out, like they always say, and and you never know what can happen. Um, I feel like North Carolina, like, their defense is just so bad. Like Yeah, their offense isn't like it was last year. No, which, I mean, they lost a lot, but I think that's the strength still. Yeah, their offense is still putting up decent numbers, but their their defense is just they I mean they can't stop anybody. So it's you know, it's really those two should be they you know, should be wins, should be able to so, be able to win those and then uh, you know, you win Navy, you beat the Navy or win Navy game and then you're looking at Virginia at 5 and 2, which is hopefully in my I hope that's a ranked game, just be, just for our namesake, because it makes. See sense. who Virginia plays. Of course, they're playing Georgia Tech this week. They still got at BAYU before they played Notre Dame, so. That could be a loss. BYU schedule is just really weird. I guess they are. They're they're, they're independent, aren't they? I always yeah, they are. I always think that they're part of like the Mountain West. But aren't they joining a conference? They, I think. They yeah. used to be in the Mountain West. Are they looped in? Are they looped into that Big Twelve thing, or is that? I can't remember. It's all screwed up. I think Cincinnati's part of it, or something. Yeah, it's Cincinnati, uh, Houston, and there's two other schools. I can't. Remember. Is SMU in it? Maybe that sounds right. I'm not looking it up. I'm looking at Georgia Tech's schedule. Georgia Tech beat Kennesaw State. Yeah, they beat North Carolina by 23, and they lost. And they beat Duke. They've lost one, lost. They've gone back and forth. Yeah. Oh, lost to Clemson 14 to 8, which that's Clemson. I Clemson think that was. Dude, Clemson was like, they have, a, they have like a lid on their offense that just like they're not allowed to go over like 17 points. Yeah, they're just I strange. But yet, I still feel like Clemson. I wouldn't be surprised one if they went out and went to the conference or something. No, I mean, well, I mean, Davo's still a really good coach, and and yeah. they they still have talent. It's just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's very very weird. But down here for them. Yeah, so I was I you know it'll be interesting. I think that I keep saying it'll be interesting because I I don't. <laughs> I don't honestly know. Of course, it's going to be interesting. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, man. It's just a total, total crapshoot. It could be, I could, you know, I could see Notre Dame losing to, I could see Notre Dame losing to USC or North Carolina and then losing to Virginia and, you know, and then the year nine and three, like, or 10 and two. I hope that doesn't happen. 11 and one is better. Kind of building some momentum in the next year, but I think. Well, I didn't. I haven't watched too much Notre Dame, but they. So they did play three quarterbacks against Virginia Tech. Uh, no, they didn't play three against Virginia two. Tech. Because yeah, they they played two. Um, Cohen got injured. Or no, hurt again? No, 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 no. Um, sorry, all the storylines run together because it's been so crazy every game. Um, no, he he. They pulled him, and Buckner okay. went in, and that was Buckner's like. It was weird because Buckner went in and I was like, oh, maybe they're just trying to be, you know, a little change of pace. And and then he just stayed in. And the first, the end of the first half, he was like, I mean, he looked like a freaking world beater. Like he was tearing people up. And it was like, okay, this is like the, the recruit that we thought we were getting. And then, you know, he, they go into halftime and Virginia Tech makes some defensive adjustments and he comes out and throws two picks. <laughs> and they were like really, really bad picks too. And it was just like, okay. And then he gets hurt. And then for like the game winning, like the two game winning drives, basically they were like, they went with Cone and he came back in. And So what happened to the other guy? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's so weird. He, well, like, so the, what I hear from, what I hear from a lot of the beat writers and stuff is that like they're, they keep asking like a, the, a very sarcastic question and like, like is is Drew Pine like the worst practice player of all time? Because he clearly shows that he can like make plays in a game, and mm. he just they yeah I don't know I don't know what it is if it's Kelly's stubbornness or maybe what. it's Kelly stubbornness uh more of a favoritism toward players I don't know 
It could be either thing. I think, man, I really, you know, I've obviously, you know, followed the team pretty closely all throughout the time he's been there. And it's just like, I feel like sometimes he makes decisions because it was what he originally wanted and thought would be best. And he just, he, he can't let go of like, he can't let go of that, like the theory or whatever his plan was. Like, for example, like Notre Dame, for whatever reason, Brian Kelly wants to be a, you know, 12, 13 personnel, two tight ends, like I formation, like run the, run the football. Which is, sounds familiar. Yeah, it's fine. Like if you can, like last year, that was like, that was good because we had four offensive linemen that were drafted into the NFL, like in yeah. a tight end also that went into the NFL. So it was like, like that was fine then, but like right now you have playmakers and he even said that was his comment last year at the end, at the end of the Alabama game was that, you know, we got to get better on the outside. Okay. You, every game you've been in, you've been more talented on the outside, maybe aside from the Cincinnati game, they're, they're two cornerbacks. Obviously they're one um, Gardner. He's, he's going to be like a top 10 pick, but like other than that, you've been, head and shoulders more talented than any secondary you've played. But yet he still wants to try and bring it in tight, run 12, 13 personnel. And it's like, dude, you have an inexperienced offensive line that has not played together like at all. We've been shuffling dudes around like crazy. And you don't have the blocking tight ends that you had last year. What are you doing? Like just, Honestly, like go go back to what you used to do, like what you ran at Cincinnati. Like he ran spread, he was offensive guru, like all like just points, points, points. And now it's like, nope, like not gonna do that. We're gonna try. We're gonna beat a dead horse, and we're gonna try and and bring it in tight and and run you to death. It's like, all right, man, like you're you're wasting your talent. So I don't know. It's frustrating. Michigan never wastes talent, so I don't know how that feels. <laughs> Man, I remember, when Har- that one. I remember when Harbaugh got hired and he was running all those crazy formations with, like, like – Oh, that all – like, they were all in the line. Yeah, and I'm just like, They're all saying they what move. are you doing? It's kind of weird, yeah. But he was like that, man. It was like under under center, and since they brought Gaddison, he's been a little bit more multiple, which is nice, but – Yeah, but um, – but yeah, same thing. It's just like what, like, hey, like, do you see what other what's happening across the landscape of college football? Like, yeah. people are scoring points. Like, even Nick Saban was like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to win with these like just crazy defenses anymore. Like, I've got to be able to put up points. And then, lo and behold, well, you can't like recruit those players the same. It, you you don't know what kind of recruits you're gonna get. For defense, especially if you have a dominant defense and that's how you're winning, right? And you I can't think keep that strain of players. Well, I think the I think the it's it's kind of a deeper issue with Notre Dame because they think, you know, they they're kind of like a Wisconsin where they think, well, I'm not going to be able to get those. I'm not going to be able to get the Devonte Smiths, the um, Jalen Waddles, the Jamar Chases, like guys like that. So, like, what works for us every year? And that is recruiting to the, you know, we get good offensive linemen and you get good running backs usually, um, but you're not going to have those like playmakers. But I think Marcus Freeman has kind of come in this summer and kind of flipped that on his head, its head a little bit and being like, like, dude, you need to go after those guys. Like, even if you lose those battles, you need to go after those big recruits. And I think Notre Dame is starting to win some of those battles and they're getting some of those skilled playmakers. And it's like, now the question is, can they, can he actually use them? Right. Can you, can you flip it and actually use the scheme? Like Like I said, I've never seen that at Michigan. (laughs) Right. It's like, what, man, I, I just, again, like you have guys who are like Claypool, like in the NFL, he's, Tore it up last year. He's had pretty good year this year. He's been injured a few, a, l- a little bit. You mean to tell me that that dude, like, you couldn't have done more with him? That's how I feel about Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins. Those yeah. guys could have went to Ohio State and Alabama. The career they had 
stat-wise at Michigan probably could have been one year at one of those schools yes. or something like that. That's nuts. I mean, DPJ just had his career day. He had two touchdowns for the Browns this past week. I know. It's not. It's just crazy. Like, it's so funny. And they get into the NFL and look what yeah. happens. Like, you start throwing them the ball. And they, start making, they can make those plays on NFL corners. They can make it in college. Yeah. I imagine what they could have done in college against lesser opponents more often if you throw them the ball. Right. And it's not like. I think so many people think that wide receivers, it's like go routes and taking the top off the defense. Dude, like, no, there's a, it's a crazy stat, but I think, uh, so one of the first plays of the game against Alabama, Mac Jones tried to throw a deep, a deeper pass and it almost got picked off by Kyle Hamilton. And from then on out, they didn't throw another pass over 20 yards. <laughs> it was literally just quick passes, get the ball out to Devontae Smith and let him just do his thing. I don't like I'm not saying that Notre Dame has Devontae Smith on their on their roster because they don't. But that's but just like, the difference from teams. But it's like why can't you like at least give your guy a chance? Just like throw like Kevin Austin has had a great year. He's he's clearly a good athlete. Like throw a screen to him. Just if well, they're if they're off him seven yards, throw the ball out there. Like, they talk about for on my side with Michigan. They talk about like Roman Wilson, AJ Henning, these young, smaller receivers mm-hmm. with a lot of speed, which you kind of see glimpses of them. But they right. never. It's never in the receiving core. It's when it's kind of like a, one of the sweet plays. Yeah, that's it. But why can't you run a play where you hit them up in the middle of the field? Yeah, and let them beat the defender instead of going deep or just little swing passes. I hate those swing passes sometimes because it never seems like it works for Michigan. Right. But. It's just a, it's a weird just thought process. And I don't, I, I don't know if it's baked into the whole, like, well, we can't get the, you know, the flashy recruits thing. And like, that's what works. Like, you know, like Mich- like uh lower level Michigan high school football, like everyone runs the T because that's what makes you competitive every year, which I totally understand. Is, is that the same premise that like Notre Dame and Michigan think like this is the type of offense that we have to run in order to like, to be successful and like be 10 wins every year. But it's like, now they're kind of stuck in this limbo of like, should we, should we go to this? Like, you know, more like air raid, like spread, um, running out of shotgun, like the way like North Carolina did it last year, and like Oklahoma does, like it's like they're almost in this like never-ending battle with like going back and forth. It's like just do it, just do it, just go, like, and see what happens. And if it's like horrible and it's the worst thing ever, like then you can go back to running your tight ends and all that stuff. But closest thing I've seen Michigan to do that was a couple of years ago. When we hired Josh Gaddis, I don't know how much you followed it, but like he used the phrase speed and space or whatever it's called. Yeah. Which we still haven't seen really. Right. <laughs> Aside from but we saw in his first year with Shea Patterson at quarterback, we've seen, we saw, we started to see a little bit down the line, like toward the end of the year, mm-hmm. where Patterson was throwing the ball like a lot more than he usually did. Right. Because it was forever when Harbaugh didn't have like a 300-yard passer since Jake Rudock in his first year. Oh, Jake. And Rutgers had more 300-yard games than Michigan did in in that span, that kind of stuff. Right. But it's just confusing (laughs) how they can't get those four-star receivers, the ball, and some of these speedy guys in the middle of the field. That Mm -hmm. seems to work against Michigan's defense, but we can't do it on offense. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we could beat beat our heads against the wall. But who knows? Maybe a coaching change is what we need. Again, if Brian Kelly and Harbaugh keep doing what they're doing, I don't think that Notre Dame or Michigan's ever going to get rid of them. No. So um, let's, uh, let's jump forward to this week. Um, and talk, finish up and talk about a little bit of the, uh, 
um, the games that we're playing in. We don't necessarily need to talk about the college football in, in general just because there's no good games. But uh, we got no ranked make, matchups, anyways. Yeah, no, no. ranked matchups. We got. I'm sure that we'll, there'll be some upsets that we can talk about next week. But um, let's uh, talk about Michigan and Northwestern, and then Notre Dame and the rivalry game against USC. So you can go ahead and go first if you want. And uh, uh, what, what do I think about Northwestern? <laughs> uh, yeah, like what? What are your thought? General thoughts, I guess. I mean, it, it, is- it, it should win, but. I don't know what the line is. I think Michigan's favored by 20. Uh-huh. But I just have a strange feeling it's going to be like the Rutgers games where where the in the Rutgers game where Michigan had a pretty easy first half and they just went in a shell. Yeah. And Rutgers kind of came back. It depends how much we can run the ball against Northwestern. I can see us running the ball, try to run the ball 50 times we win by 10 or seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I, so I actually picked um, in my, the picks with my buddies, I picked Northwestern to, or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't a part of the picks. It was like a little side bet I did with my buddy. He was like, anybody want some side action this weekend? (laughs) And I was like, sure, let's pick a random game and bet on it. So we picked the Rutgers and Northwestern game. And he was like, I'll take Rutgers because in his mind, he's a Michigan fan, and he's like, he watched he watched Rutgers struggle for most of the game, and he's like, well, you know, or no, sorry, he watched Rutgers like almost, you know, come back and kind of make it make it a game. So he was like, so he's like, oh, I want Rutgers. I was like, all right, I'll take Pat Fitzgerald because like he's a good coach still, and he he can still coach him up. And like, I'm not, I don't think that Northwestern will upset Michigan, but like, you never know. I mean, he's a good coach, and maybe he gets the ship turned a little bit and makes it a little more of a game than maybe some people think. That win against Rutgers last week was huge for them. You know, three and three, you need to win some of these, you know, middle tier teams trying to get bowl eligible. I saw saw a few graphics over the summer of like Fitzgerald, like being put in like top eight for like coaches in the, in the NCAA. And which I, I don't disagree with because he, I mean, talk about doing Doing a lot with a little, like he has, like you're talking about, like there's only certain types of kids that can go to Northwestern. And it's like last year they made the Big Ten championship, but I don't know, some people, including myself, just had the feeling that they weren't going to be that good. They lost a lot of their defense. Yeah. Well, they lost two first-round picks. Yeah, so like it was just – it was time for a down year. <laughs> I mean, right. next year they might go up to eight, then be in yeah. the Big Ten Championship again in two years. Who knows? So right. it was just this year was going to be a down year. I, a lot of people had a feeling for that. But Fitz is a great coach. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, Yeah, I think you'll um, – I think it'll be an, an, a win, especially because at home too, like – I mean, if it were at Northwestern, there might be some chance that sleepy Northwestern, yeah, yeah. But it's like, nah, it's at home. Two straight road games and a bye. Now you're coming back home week before Michigan State. I don't think I, yeah, I have pretty a lot of confidence. I don't know what kind of win it will be. It could be a pretty blowout, or it could just be, you know. We're gonna run the ball a hundred times and win ten to fourteen to nothing. For as I know, <laughs> waste yeah. a bunch of clock. Let's get ready for Sparty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I can see it. Let's. Uh, we're gonna. This is just off the top of my head, and we're gonna roll with it. We're gonna start doing a new thing, and I'm gonna ask you one player that you think is gonna have a breakout game against huh. Northwestern. Against Northwestern. Just, well, I'll do it every week now. So. <laughs> they run the ball 100 times. They only have three running backs. I'll go with Donovan Edwards maybe. Ooh, I don't know. One with the rookie. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Okay, I'll go by the way. Well, I was going to go the way that I would do it. Mm-hmm. If Michigan – has a pretty big lead in the first half. I would put in J.J. McCarthy in the second half and tell him to 
you know, we recruited you for your arm. Throw the damn ball. Yeah. No, I like that. So this is not meant. This isn't meant to be like a necessarily a lot. I don't know. Thing. I, I doubt that's gonna happen, but that's how. No, I, I want. I want it to be more what you want to happen. Yeah. So that's okay. Good. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, McCarthy coming in and just whipping the ball around. All right, I like that. I can go with that. I'll do that at the end of my Notre Dame thing. So. Um, and that gets me the whole time. No, I'm I can think about it the whole time. Now I'll jump into Notre Dame real quick. This will be the last thing we touch on, but um, it's a uh, rivalry game. Obviously, Helton was fired early in the year, and they've just kind of been, <laughs> yeah, they've been a pretty abysmal. Um, they've been back and forth. It's yeah, kind of surprising. They, so they have an eight game road winning streak. That Who? I, USC? USC? Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, every game that they've won, I think, they've been favored in. So it's not like they've been going on the road and beating Oregon and stuff. Oh. But they but they have an eight-game road-winning streak, and this game for them is on the road. So um, they're trying to keep the, that hope alive. But this is the first game that they're not favored in for that streak. So, um, I, you know, Notre Dame should – I really just think – I don't think that Notre Dame will, but I would love to just see them come out and finally feel like, you know, you had a bye week. Everyone's kind of getting healthy again. Um, you still have a couple injuries, but, like, just, just pummel them. Night game, like, just go out. And, and Brian Kelly, aside from a lot of the issues I have with him, he has beaten USC a lot. So the USC thing for him is like it's not really that like he usually does beat them. So I'm not terribly worried about that. Um, but this year, this season's just been so crazy. I don't want to say that and, and then look stupid. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that he could, you know, we we could just go out there and not play like the conservative football that he tends to want to play all the time and. Uh, and maybe just like for once, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, but just like maybe give the fans something that they want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think that's the most frustrating part about being a Notre Dame fan lately is just been, it's like every, <laughs> it's not. no, it's just like, there, <laughs> there's just not, there's, there's never games where I'm like, like, wow, like, that was just great. Like they just played so well. Like how? What do you mean? Like how just, I just, would have felt against Washington? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, just like, like well, kind of like, just like this season. Know, just in general, really. Like really, I mean, last yeah, like <laughs> even last year, they're the games that they win. They're just close. Like they don't oh, blow okay. teams I get out. It. Like they had, yes. you know, they they beat Pitt like fifty something to three last year, which was that was good. Or no, maybe that wasn't 50. That was like 40-something. But they beat South Florida by 50 points last year, which South, South Florida Maybe South beat Florida. a ranked team bad? Or? That's what I'm saying. Just like, and again, like, they don't have they really have the opportunity for the rest of the season. But, like, just, I, I guess it's more like I want to just leave a game feeling like I watched a quality, quality football game. Like, I watched a, them play four quarters of good football and the defense didn't give up massive plays. They played well. They had like one or two. Not like the Wisconsin game where you just score trash touchdowns at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a good solid game. Yeah, just a good solid game. I would I I'm hoping for that. I think that's possible. Um, but again, I think it's it is it is somewhat wishful thinking. So, hmm. um, and I would say for my breakout player, all right, I'm gonna. I don't want to follow your lead, but I am going to follow your I lead. Picked a quarterback. <laughs> Let me. All right. Well, all right. Here we go. I'm going to go Kyron Williams. I'm going to say that Notre Dame finally found a little bit of Run juice, <laughs> juice on the offensive line against Virginia Tech. And this poor guy who I think is very talented, like, He's made a lot out of nothing this year. And I think 
you know, maybe this is this is the week where they kind of get that running because USC's rush defense is pretty terrible. And just, you know, I hope I think he's gonna have a good game and maybe get a couple touchdowns and maybe just like actually run for over a hundred yards for once. Yeah, has he run over a hundred this no. year? I didn't yes. think so. At least I, don't think I know their offense has been awful in running. <clears throat> they average like one twenty or something like that a game as a team. Yeah, which is insane because like they're that's nowhere near what they've been. Passing is in the top fifty, but like the rushing is, isn't that awful. funny? Where it's like it's like Michigan's the complete opposite. You know, they say like if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, uh, it's broke, <laughs> so you should fix it. Like I don't understand why. Like you could be so much better if you had a run game. Well, the no, it's not even that. It's like there are things you can do that mask that, but they just are. They're just so blockheaded about just changing. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, go to that more open. Now, I'm not saying you need to run, you know, Mike Leach air raid offense. Just, but just, just think about you know maybe I don't want to say extension of the run game because I hate that. But just like there's some schematic things you can do to 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 get more you know get your running backs, which they've done a decent job of. You know, they Tyron Williams has caught a lot of passes and, and stuff like that. But baby uh, Gronk, um, right. he's back full health. So maybe I should have picked him because they throw to him like eighty times a game. <laughs> it's like it's so funny. Like they what was have, it, the Toledo game? He was pretty much on one leg. Yeah, they have the well, Cincinnati uh, game. Yeah, because he was yeah he was bad groin, but they uh they have another tight end. His name is George Takis, and he's like he's he was really highly recruited, and he's a really great tight end. And they have he, a good tight end. Oh man, I know, right? Surprise. I've never heard of at Notre Dame. Right. They have terrible tight ends. And uh, they like Mayer was out last uh, last game, and they like he had a couple catches, and he looked really good. The other tight end, it's like. They get so – I feel like, you know, I how – I mean, it would be hard not to if you're a quarterback. I would be looking for him all the time. But it's just like there are other players <laughs> to throw the ball to. It's like every time he drops back on, like, third down, it's like, where's 87? And then just chucks it right at him. I was – I remember they they were kind of criticizing, um, like, Mayer had a pulled groin, you said. Yeah. They were t- they were saying he was like going deep downfield yeah. for no reason. Like, yeah, why uh, would you Greece, do that to that Greece guy? Kept saying like, just put him in on third downs. Why are you running him like go routes? Way on, down the road. He's running seam routes on on uh, on first down. It's like the dude can't even run. Like he, yeah. he he caught a couple passes and he's like limping off, like getting out of bounds. Like it's your best player, dude. <laughs> Don't like end his season. Which I appreciate, you know, I appreciated yeah. his, his his effort, but it was just like, eh. it's like watching him out there. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Please pull him right now because we're not going to win this game. <laughs> just how after six games for Notre Dame, it's, <laughs> it's just interesting to see what they do for the final six because yeah. it's just been really close all, all week. I mean, all season. Yeah. It will be interesting, but we they will. can't. If they keep switching the quarterbacks, they're going to lose probably two more games. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I just kind of want them to go with Buckner and yeah. let him let him make his mistakes because he's going to be the quarterback next year, most likely. So, I think like we talked earlier, I don't think their playoff chances are like very good. So why not play the young kid? Yeah, get him, get him reps. Let him play in games, and you know if it again. It's like if he's like if he's out there just chucking to the other team like he was in the second half. Put Jack Cohen back in. Like you can do that. Yeah. Let him play. Let him start. Let him run, let him run around. I mean, Cohen's not. I mean, Cohen's a proven player. I think he's decent, but I mean, he wouldn't be too bad of a guy to just go to well, at this point. Him. At this point, like, is there any chance that, like, Cone, like, just improves his draft stock so much that he's, like, <laughs> it's, like, you don't owe him anything, really. Just, you know, he can play, he can be the Tommy Reese, you know, let him come in when, when you're, when you need a, a calm, like, older presence. Mm-hmm. He can come in and run the offense, but you got to get the young, talented guy out there, I think. So, we'll see, but that'll do it for us. <clears throat> 
on episode 17 of the Fighting Wolverines podcast. If you would, I don't know, I never know what to say at the end of the podcast, but uh, like and like and share if you're listening. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week talking about hopefully two wins and um, maybe some upsets in college football. So see you then.